Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is David Hogan. Thanks for being with us. Uh, this is our first in our series of new podcasts on kicking carbs from the perspective of a almost lifelong type 2 diabetic. Uh, but now I consider myself a recovering carbohydrate addict. So, what we're going to talk about today is when you first get diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic and what's next. Um, it could also be a family member, a loved one, or a friend that gets diagnosed. I'm 62 years old. I was diagnosed in the year 2000. Um, like many diabetics, I almost had a catastrophe when I was diagnosed. I had gotten so sick I couldn't even get out of the bed. Uh, when my sons and my wife got me to the uh, doctor, my blood glucose was a little over 700. But this didn't happen overnight. So, you know, it, it's a frightening experience. Um, and there's several things you may be wondering, you may be scared, rightly so. So we're going to talk about, okay, what's next? So the doctor inevitably is going to tell you a lot of stuff in a very fast-paced motion, most likely. Some doctors won't. Uh, you're probably going to hear about cutting back on sugar. Uh, they're probably going to start you on some kind of oral med. It, it depends. But um, you're, you're going to have a lot of questions. So what do you do next? So I'm going to give you a perspective from someone that's been there. Uh, I am not a doctor. Uh, I, am, I am a certified diabetes empowerment education program trainer. And that is a community trainer. That's not a health care worker, so I don't have any license or anything like that. But I am a type 2 diabetic that has pretty much had to deal with this all my adult life and had many signs of it coming prior to being diagnosed. So let's jump right in. Okay, the first thing that would probably be in order is even if the doctor briefly explained it to you is, well, what is diabetes? And I would encourage you to do some research, be it online, at the library, uh, whatever resource tools you have available. Now, by definition, one of the most common definitions is it's known as diabetes mellitus, and it refers to a group of diseases that affect how the body uses blood sugar or glucose. And you got to understand there's different types of diabetes. Um, I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. Uh, the first one is a type 1 diabetic, and that is an autoimmune disease where the person simply doesn't make any insulin. So they have no choice but to inject insulin in whatever degree their healthcare provider and them work out based on the food they eat and many, many, many other factors. A type 2 diabetic, which is what I was diagnosed, normally this happens later in life. It is a metabolic condition. 
about your metabolism. Now, I'm giving you a very general definition, uh, but it is indeed about having too much blood sugar in your system and also having too much insulin in your system, something a lot of doctors don't talk about. That is a condition known as hyperinsulinemia. Uh, this typically happens long before you get high blood sugars and are diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, along with things like insulin resistance, um, syndrome X, uh, pre-diabetes, many things like that. Uh, many of us haven't been at that age when we're diagnosed in our early middle ages um, it hadn't been to a doctor in quite a while. The only time we ever went to a doctor often was if we were injured or some uh, earache or, or something that promotes and pushes us to go to the doctor. I know I ran businesses, and I was terrible about uh, not going to the doctor. In fact, I was the worst. My wife is a nurse, and she would push me constantly, and I'd just say, I don't have time for that. So consequently, there were so many warning signs uh, that happened that I ignored, but that's another show. Let's move on. So uh, look into the research of being a type 2. There's also a type 3, also known as a LADA. Um, this is often misdiagnosed. It, it is an autoimmune disease like type 1, but it happens later in life as an adult, and it's usually, it's very often can be misdiagnosed. They'll diagnose you as a type 2 when you're really a type 3. There are lab tests that can confirm this, such as a C-peptide test. That's a whole other show, too. There's also gestational diabetes uh, that happens sometimes during pregnancy. So the first thing you need to do is do a little research, find out what diabetes is. I would also encourage you to do some historical research uh, all the way up to uh, in the early 20th century when they actually invented insulin and how things changed and how they treated diabetes before they got insulin. That's actually very crucial. So find out what it is. That's number one. Number two, have a realization of how long it took you to become a type 2 diabetic. Now, I'm not asking you to go into some guilt phase. In fact, I think as you study, you'll realize guilt is something that you really need to remove. There are a lot of conditions of why people... Uh, got diabetes, they're very often shamed into thinking that, you know, you're just a glutton and you eat too much. Now, what you may find out in your research is eating too much is a condition of diabetes for all kinds of metabolical reasons, uh, not having the ability anymore in your body to be satiated. Uh, hormones. Insulin is a Hormone. It's a meta. It's an anabolic growth hormone. It actually promotes fat. Uh, those are some things you'll learn down the road. It can get very complicated. It can get very confusing. Take a step back, but do realize how long it took you to get here. There's all kind of ways you become a type two diabetic. It can even be from sustaining an injury. Maybe, maybe a 
a blow that uh, impacted your pancreas, any number of things. Again, I'm not a doctor. Anything you learn here, you need to always discuss with your healthcare provider. Always. That's a given. So how long did it take you to get here? It could have been happening your whole life. You could have been swimming in sugars and excessive, and I'm going to use the word excessive, uh, carbohydrates your entire life that led up to this condition. Maybe you didn't go to the doctor and take lab work, which could have given you um, some warning signs earlier. Um, it, it can get quite complicated digging into why it happened. Just remember, it is a metabolic disease. It does not happen overnight. You didn't just one day, most likely, go on a sugar-eating binge at a donut shop and as a result of that one binge become a type 2 diabetic overnight. I can assure you that's not how it happens. Um, diabetes, excess carbohydrates, excess sugars, these things happen over a lifetime, and they can sneak up on you. So realize how long it took to get here. Now, number three, what are you going to do about it? So there's different approaches. I'm only going to cover a couple here. What I've found out, most people do one of three, maybe four things when they find out they're a diabetic. They get serious and they try to manage the symptoms. That is uh, the high blood glucose, uh, neuropathy, which is tingling, you know, in the nerves and, and many other symptoms. And so they try to manage it. The second thing, which many don't move toward till later, till they've been a diabetic for a long time, but some do this quickly and they have great results, is they try to reverse it. Now, for years we were told, oh, you can't reverse diabetes. Well, that's simply not true. And I'm living proof of that, as many other people are as well. Is it easy? No, it is not easy. It takes many things to reverse diabetes, tons of lifestyle changes, weight loss, monitoring, all kind of things, and even that is highly controversial. There are people that get on a bandwagon of it can never be done, those that say I'm living proof it has been done, and have been without any diabetes symptoms, including high blood glucose, fasting glucose tolerance tests, all kind of things for decades. So uh, it's controversial, but it can be done. So, so far we've got manage it. We've got reverse it. And number three, which we find most people do, is a combination of they do absolutely nothing at all. Or they'll take their meds until the doctor, general practitioner, or an endocrinologist starts increasing their meds, putting them on more meds. So you have choices. And your approach is, uh, okay, managing it. Well, managing it does require some effort. In other words, you've got to take your medicines. Um, you've got to check your blood glucose. Your doctor or endocrinologist should have included some lifestyle changes about nutrition, the things you eat. Sometimes they don't. Uh, some people don't want to go there. They, they, they just, they're not going to do it. They're not going to give up anything. They're going to eat whatever they want and 
they are going to live with the consequences of making that choice. So, you know, these are things that will change over time, and and it happens to a bunch of us that way. So you can manage it, you can reverse it, you can do nothing. Now, what I encourage you, number four, to do is to learn. There are so many resources out there on diabetes, and many of them conflict with one another. Um, You've got Amazon books. Um, I myself have a website that strives not to make a dime. I won't allow ads on it or anything of the nature. And it is. N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N dot com. When you get there, I'll briefly explain who I am, but then you'll see in the menu there's a link that says List of Titans. And it's a list of people that I consider to be instrumental in talking about nutrition and diabetes, and there's links to their website. So I encourage you to learn. Um, I'm not a big I didn't used to be. I didn't used to be a big fan of Twitter simply because I didn't want to put up with all the political garbage and stuff that's on there. But I learned to tune that out. So I try to make the people I follow on Twitter are people that are talking about diabetes, nutrition, low-carbohydrate, keto, uh, even vegetarianism, which I'm not a big fan of, but hey, it it gets rid of sugars. I encourage you to listen to both sides of everything. Now, I also encourage you to work with your doctor, but do that in a skeptical manner. In other words, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to put your questions up front, and I do encourage you to get lab work. And if the doctor's not ordering your lab work at least once a year, you need to ask him about it. So don't lose hope. So keep keep going. Do what you've been told to do. Ask questions. Be very skeptical. You're going to hear all kinds of things. Oh, you need to eat cinnamon. You need to do this. You need to do that. It can become overwhelming. Slow down and just start learning. There's a lot of us going through this, and there's a lot of us that are willing to help one another. Thanks for listening. We'll have additional uh, podcasts. We'll try to do them about once a week. We hope it helps, and we'll talk about all kinds of things, where the resources are and how you can get help, and you know, and pray. Um, you know, pray. Pray that you'll learn things and you'll get better. Thanks for being with us. Hope you have a great, great day.